we've been talking about musical guilty pleasures throughout the show today. So many texts coming in. Sure appreciate hearing uh, from you. And I think for some, maybe the Backstreet Boys are a musical guilty pleasure. But for many, many others, they just remain fan, fan favorites. The story of boy bands through the years, through the through the decades, has been fascinating. When you take a look back, going all the way back to the 60s, the 70s, and how it rose and fall throughout the decades. Eric Alper is a music publicist and commentator joining me this afternoon. Hey, Eric, how you doing on this Friday night? You're on fire. You're, you're just, <laughs> I, I'm so excited to be here. Normally, I of course I am. But now this is like shot out of a cannon. Let's go. Let's all go see the Backstreet Boys. Whatever they want have for you, tickets, I'm in for a pair. <laughs> are, you, are you a Backstreet Boys fan, Eric? Oh, uh, well, look, in the late 90s to the early 2000s, when you had the Backstreet Boys, you had NSYNC, you had Britney Spears. It was probably some of the greatest pop music that was ever written. And it wasn't even written by Americans. It was written by Swedish songwriting teams like Max yeah. Martin, who wrote for all three of them. So, yeah, you know, there's nothing, there's no guilty pleasure about it all. Because when you consider that the Beatles were a boy band, the Rolling Stones might have been a boy band, but they were a little bit more dirtier. The Jackson 5 were a boy band. Bay City Rollers. Yeah. There was, you know, yes. so much stuff that, and, the, you know, it, it, it's not even, it's not even surprising that they're still around because when you talk about the Backstreet Boys specifically, they've never gone away. And that's the secret to it all. They never went away for a decade um, with the dips and valleys, even when they were just kind of in Vegas for two years between... Mm. I think it was like 2017 to 19. Um, they were still selling out every single night. So that's the secret is to not go away and have that laser-focused drive to continue to entertain. And they've sold over 100 million records worldwide, making them the best-selling boy band of all time, one of the world's best-selling musical artists, the first group since Led Zeppelin to have their first 10 albums reach the top 10 on the Billboard 200. I mean, a lot of people poo-poo boy bands, but when it comes to the Backstreet Boys, I mean, when you talk about staying power, I mean, uh, these guys certainly have it. Let's talk about boy bands in general, Eric. And it goes back, you like 1950s, 1960s, and you touch on that the Jackson 5 uh, the Osmonds and somewhere along the line someone said hey this is going to work and then we saw into you know the you know the 60s 70s maybe not so much in the 80s but then again in the 90s big time what was it about that combination what was it about these you now five guys on a stage that became so appealing for so many you want to know really what it was? And it's so undervalued. They were nice to people. You know, when when they first kind of formed and their manager, who later uh, went to jail by, and then later passed away by the name of uh, by uh, this guy named Lou Pearlman, put the band together, spent a fortune, millions of dollars to promote them. And they were doing really, really well for the first little bit. And then Lou Pearlman, their manager, went to go and put together another group. And 
he put together in sync but the Backstreet Boys kept going and and because they really got hard done by Luke Perlman ended up you know pretty much taking all of their money leaving the Backstreet Boys but something like a hundred thousand dollars between all of them after <laughs> all the world tours and after the hundreds of millions of records sold and they got royally you know beat up um, yeah. like most yeah. teen idol bands in the in the music industry but they kept going and the reason why that they still had all those doors open was because they were nice to everybody. They didn't harm their fans. They didn't end up in drunken stupors. They didn't take jets all around the world with Playboy models, or maybe if they did, we didn't know about it. But even in like the Teen Beat and Tiger Beat and all those, those you know, kind of teeny bopper magazines, they were still nice. They were nice to Rolling Stone, they were nice to Spin, and they were nice to their fans. And that goes a long way. Trust me, as a publicist, the who you meet when you go up there to the top, you're going to meet on your way down. And the Backstreet Boys learned that very quickly with their laser focus of like continuing to put out really solid music and never taking their fan base for granted. Those little things matter. Eric, Eric, in general, I mean, you touch, you, you said, you know, the Beatles and you even threw the Rolling Stones in there. Someone, someone kind of got all feisty with me yesterday afternoon when I suggested that the Rolling Stones might have been an original boy band. They're like, yeah, but they played their own instruments. That's different. Boy bands don't pay, play their own instruments. Do the Beatles belong in that? Do the Rolling Stones belong in that? And, you know, would you classify boy bands as only being vocalists? No, I, I think now you can. I think that there's just some elitist attitude where, you know, BTS is a boy band and, and um, you know, uh, Blackpink is, is a girl band. Uh, a, a lot of the K-pop that's, that's just destroying records is coming out um, are boy bands. But in the beginning, here, here's, what, here's how you can kind of differentiate. If you pout during a photo session, you're a boy band. You know, um, if you dress all alike like the Beatles did, you're a boy band. The Rolling Stones specifically took the Beatles and said, we're going to do the opposite of that. But they were <laughs> wanting the girls. They were. They went on top of the pops. They did television. They, they knew exactly what they had in Mick Jagger strutting around and stuff. He, was, he wasn't just a great front man. He was, you know, he was a sex god for all intents and purposes. Yep. But, yeah, they were. Everybody had their favorites. They were, you know, writing about their favorite color on the back. Of, of magazines and just that you know but they were too cool to actually admit that their audiences were younger than them and that's not a you know if you write poetry if you write a song like angie yeah you're a yeah. boy band you know and then you love to be men <laughs> that you don't you know but it's just different you know obviously now it's it's i think there's more lines that are drawn with like if you don't play an instrument you you're a boy band well i don't know i'm not going to tell Frank Sinatra that he was lesser of an artist, you know, even when he was alive, like, he, you know, uh, or, uh, it, it's so hard, because then people are like, well, Elvis Presley didn't write his own songs either. Are you going to say that he's less authentic? Not a chance. Uh. Interesting stuff, uh, Eric. You know, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, specifically about, you know, the Backstreet Boys and that Vegas residency that did very well for them because they didn't go away. And we've seen more and more artists turn to those Vegas residencies. They, th those are becoming a very important part of, uh, of an, artist, uh, an artist's uh, staying power. 
Yeah, because they don't have to go anywhere. You know, when you're yeah. um, new kids on the block, um, you know, of that era, you're now grown up, you have children, you might actually be a grandfather in some cases. Um, you don't want to really travel around the world anymore. It's grueling. That's why people die at 27 of drugs and alcohol is because they just can't take the mental capacity of being on the road away from their family or that they're so bored for the other 22 hours during the day um, that they can do nothing except to try to get that that high back of being on stage and 25,000 screaming girls screaming your name. Of course you're going to go to drugs and drinking and it's such a sad environment. But in Vegas, you can bring your entire family. Your kids can go to school there. You don't have to travel. Everybody comes to you and they give you a very nice paycheck at the end of Thursday. As long as you don't you know, spend that money on the slots, you can actually walk out of there with way more <laughs> money than what you did 25, 30, 35 years ago. Oh, Eric, love I'd be, it. I'd be, I horrible, I'd be a horrible boy band member in Vegas. It would just be, it would be disastrous. <laughs> it would be disastrous. You know what? I, Luke on the text line, and we'll leave it with Luke. He says, enough already. The Beatles were not a boy band. From 1966 on, they wrote and recorded their own music and changed rock and roll. They and the Stones aren't boy bands. And again, so it's going Jackson to be a topic five. when it comes to... <laughs> it's Send going to be over one to of me. those let's, ones. Let's, let's just all go out to debate. Factory Boys together. Yeah. Uh, Eric, if you get an email from Luke, you can deal with it, okay? Absolutely. (laughs) What's your email? (laughs) Bring him on. uh, Have a great weekend, my friend. Thanks for chipping in this afternoon. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you betcha. Eric Alper is a music publicist and commentator. I don't know. When you think about it, you know, were the Beatles a boy band? Jackson 5 a boy band? We've loved them all through the years, and obviously a lot of people are loving them tonight as Rogers Place has a sellout crowd. Uh, The gates open at uh, Rogers at 6.30 show, scheduled to start at 7.30. Come on down, visit us at uh, Chi G Ice Friday.